Hi everyone and welcome. Big Karma is making a video game starring kick-ass action heroes leverage their disability to win and you can find out more about that and join our community, support us and pay for our next coffee. Mom, if you're listening, that's on patreon.com slash bigkarma. My awesome guest today is CJ Jones, a fantastic actor, uh, also working on Avatar 2 on a new um, sign language. He's going to tell us more about that, I hope, if James Cameron doesn't interrupt us. And he has so many stories to, to go into and also so many initiatives and efforts for the deaf community um, that we're going to get into. It's obviously close to what we are doing here at Big Karma. So, welcome CJ. Hello, Pascal. How are you? Hi, CJ. Hi, Gary. So nice to have you with me today. I'm so happy um, to be in your presence again. Always so inspirational and so motivational for me. And I hope for everyone who's listening to Mom, this is one to, to pay attention. Yes, I, I hope so as well. <clears throat> More people. Uh... The more of an audience we have, the more we could spread the good news and inspire and motivate other people. Um, and this will be our full circle for everyone to grow and be inspired and take off from there. Awesome. Let's start on a positive note. After long dog years of being kept on the side, there is finally a rising tide in uh, disability recognition, um, in cinema, in series, in entertainment media. Um, the last few times we spoke privately, you were telling me that finally it's happening after so many years of waiting. Can you uh, tell us uh, how exciting and what, what's happening over the last couple of years and how you feel it's uh, finally the time of disability recognition that we have been waiting for for so many years, if not decades or millennia. <clears throat> yes, millennia, whatever word you want to use it for the waiting that's been taking place. You're right. It's been a long time coming. It's been a struggle. <clears throat> and instead of the struggle, I just persevered. And what I did back then was I was doing a one-man show. I was doing a one-man act. And uh, coming home, I would look back to see if there were any opportunities. <clears throat> but I would continue inspiring others uh, in several different states and communities. And, and I would book my one-man shows because that was just part of my you know, bread and butter that I had to earn for my keep. And then I just felt like, you know, maybe uh, this isn't my way to go or maybe I need to set my sights on something else. And so I decided to develop my company, my production company, for doing TV and movie productions and letting people know about my vision. So people started seeing my vision and jumping on board, and we got a collaborative group going. So um, at that time, I also was casted in the movie role of a of, uh, uh, character in the movie Baby Driver. And... Since that time, it's been, you know, the gates have opened 
And I've been moving forward. I'm not waiting, um, you know, for the next opportunity, but I've been uh, working with uh, CAA and Amplify. CAA Amplify, they have that event every year. Um, so, you know, as it comes to Hollywood, I'm, I'm moving forward and developing my company. Um, it's always been a passion on, my, uh, on the side that I've done. Uh, in developing my own studio. But I have worked with James Cameron uh, on the movies Avatars 2, 3, 4, and 5. I've been involved in that project. So that has just boosted my confidence level after Baby Driver, now with um, Avatar, and has also proven to me that you cannot just give up. You must persevere and it will pay off. And so that's what I've done. It's paid off. Um, my company is growing. I have a lot more work that I'm involved in and projects that I'm involved in. So people must realize the key here is not to give up. Keep persevering. Don't sit back and just think, how can this be done? What can we do? Just move forward. Take action. It's the same concept of, you know, coming together, working together and, and running with it and working with people so that they, they get the flavor together and they, and they can smell the opportunity and you roll from there. And that's what happened to me. And that's my advice for people is to roll with it and keep going and smell those opportunities and work collectively together. I love this advice because this is a key theme from our guests we've had before, that it's all about perseverance. For example, Peter Westerbaka from Angry Birds, we were discussing how everybody thinks Angry Birds was an overnight success. But he kept saying it's an overnight success that took 10 years to make because they made 51 other games before that. And then Angry Birds took one month to get to his 1 million first downloads. And all my stand-up comedian heroes or the famous music musicians and singers, when you hear the interview, they will always tell you, we started in a bar with 10 people and nobody was laughing. And we had to go through the years until they acknowledge you, they discover you, and until you hone your own craft as well, right? <clears throat> exactly. I, I, I'm reading your mind and you are right on target, right on the nose with that. Exactly. Life, <laughs> you hit it right on the plane. And as a life matter of fact, a not, a, not a sprint. That's it. That's it. So, it's like also learning how to ride a bike, you know, uh, back then you fall, uh, you don't ride correctly, but you don't give up. You get back on the bike and you do it again. And then one day you just take off. And there's so many different stories <clears throat> from rags to riches, people who are frustrated, down on their luck. And all of a sudden the door opens and you know, it just takes a lot more positive energy to move forward. So, as you said before, uh, Baby Driver was a turning point for you. 
how did for once you were cast as the lead as one of the lead roles in one of the main roles how did that come about through casting through your agent did somebody spot you how did that big break come about all right <clears throat> so you know have your meal ready have your favorite drink ready i'll be giving you okay we ready three two one here we go okay all right you're good to go very good all right so it all started with an email i got this email i was reading this email and i was puzzled i was like wise cam cj you have an audition for baby driver the email said uh, from Edgar Wright, and this is his sign name. And I'm like, Edgar Wright. So I asked my friend, and my friend said, Oh, no, 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 Edgar Wright, is, you know, is a big time director. And, you know, I was like, Wow, I, I got this out of the blue. So it was a gamble. I, I went and auditioned um, at the studios and hashtag studios, and it was a gamble. So I went uh parked and my name was there and listed so i thought to myself wow this is for real i am part wait a minute i just wanted to back up he sent me a script and that's when i thought whoa i got sent a script for an audition this is a possibility he found me out of the blue <clears throat> so I, I knew the i knew of the casting director years and years ago to and to find me now and send me this email um, that was just so bizarre, the whole event. So I, I went and I met Edgar and I was in front of a group of people um, in which I auditioned. Uh, they were very impressed and they would get in touch with me about two weeks before Christmas. So I was hopeful that I would you know, get the role landing on Christmas day that I, I just didn't want any other gift except that one. That would be the best gift ever in my entire life. So two weeks later, Christmas came and went, New Year's came and went, nothing happened. I never got the role. What a bummer. And it was kind of depressing for me, but I kept my hopes up. And then I got a second email for a callback. And I was like, oh, what? Callback? Okay, so this gave me more hope, renewed my hope. So I showed up with my, uh, you know, my brevity, and I had no interpreter with me. And I showed up as me, as CJ, and performed the role or the character of Joseph. I went in, gave my performance. There was more people in the room watching me during the audition. They were impressed. Ed, Edgar was extremely impressed and said, you know what? I like this guy. He understands what I want. So two days later, I was casted in the role. And then I was thinking to myself, how did the casting director find me? Well, the casting, because this was so many years ago. So casting director had my name in a file and he was like, I remember this guy, CJ. About 10 years ago, he had auditioned and he, the casting director just, I stuck. So that just blew my mind that the casting director remembered to reach out to me. Can you believe it? And so now here's the other thing. The producer did not want me because 
there was over a thousand folks that auditioned and they asked, why was a deaf person selected? And Edgar's response was, I want an authentic deaf person to portray an 85 year old man, deaf, black, vision going bad. I want this person for the role and CJ is the most authentic. The producer was very hesitant, but then when he saw me on the set, that all changed. He fell in love with me. Um, and we've been in touch ever since. I started to realize how important, and other people started to realize how important authenticity and skill are. Not about portraying a role or being someone else. If you are a disabled person, you play that role. You're not uh, another individual who plays the role as a deaf person. <clears throat> So um, there's been a lot of people that had gave kudos and people have told me, you know, CJ, you played that role and you did it so well. And they've asked me, are you really deaf? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really deaf. I played a deaf role. Do you want to see my birth certificate to show you? But, you know, in time, people realized that deaf people, hello, can perform and act. Duh. <clears throat> Times have changed. Mindsets have changed. But there's still more work to do. There's still more representation that needs to take place on the screen. Hence, my production company um, and really advocating for this. I have, there are so many stories to be told, cultural stories to be told by deaf folks in the community and other folks. Why can't we be part of telling our stories to the mainstream? We are and we will continue to grow and to grow and be a part of the mainstream. That's who we are. And I love that. As you know, Big Karma is also trying to do its bit in uh, disability representation in gaming. And I also see it the same way. It's not about charity or pedestal. It's about giving a platform and access to the best talents and the best performers, regardless of who they look, how they look, what's their race, what's their ethnicity, what disability or flow they may have. Look at the positive skills of people rather than, oh, but do we want to... If you look back in time, TV executives ask themselves, are we sure we want to put out content for black people? Is there enough, is there an audience for black content? Are we sure we want to have women in lead roles? Uh, are we sure the audience wants that? And it turns out, yes, they did. We just want great stories. That's exactly it. You have incorporated and learned about Asian culture as a part of your identity. So you've identi you identified, there's uh, awareness now, there's knowledge. So there's so many ideas that can be shared in with so many different cultures and groups. It's not just one idea. So with our, um, with my company called Signlight, which is a part of Sign World Studios, Signlight is a training part that trains a deaf and hard of hearing folks above the line and below the line in editing and film production and story. So 
we can uh, give more opportunities for this population and they can take pride in their work and showing this to the world. The world really needs more stories, more authentic stories. Um, really, the world's demise, we need more improvement and positive stories that can share uh, so that everyone can understand each other universally and everyone becomes more sensitive. Um, and the more sensitive people become, more opportunities people will have. Folks see uh, everyone's stories and they'll understand that a story doesn't necessarily mean one culture or one group, but it's universal. It, it affects many different groups. Other groups can identify with one story. Another group can learn from another cultural story. So once we all learn, then we reciprocate and we give back. And it's, it's, it's really about reciprocating stories and telling and sharing each other's stories back and forth. Yes, and I agree with you. We, we need more positivity. I think the message in the Western culture for the last 40 years has been much too much self-centered and embracing being selfish and all about the ego. And if you look at Japan, for example, I, I think we... we, we getting into, uh, how to say that in English, a cul-de-sac, um, the, the road is stuck and we are going in the wrong direction. The future of humanity is collective. And so the more we learn from each other's unique experiences, the more we advance as a global society. And that's one of my key core beliefs, philosophical beliefs that we need to shift, to swing the pandemic from the era of egocentrism to the era of collective, which doesn't mean communist and we have to share resources and we cannot make money, not at all. It just means being a little bit more mindful and sustainable with the planet and with the others and you know, experiencing love, which doesn't mean we need to hug each other and be nice to each other all the time. Just being a little bit more aware of the consequences of our actions. Exactly. Sensitivity. How to say the right things, how to behave with respect. We want to build bridges. <clears throat> we want to build bridges to other countries and connect with each other. That's what needs to happen. You know, knowing no barriers. Right now, there are barriers and there are blockages. We need to break those down and build bridges freely amongst each other. And again, you know, the, the dream. Dreams don't cost money. They're free. What costs money is how do you collaborate and you share those dreams and you work together. You make it happen. That costs money in of itself but dreams don't. But seeing the potential, seeing the stories that have to be told to the world, just do it. That's powerful. That's power in the story and the telling of that in itself. That's power. It's not just the money or the profit. The money and the profit can come later. I, I, I see. That's, yes, that's strong. 
I see the money as the fuel to make the dreams happen with better quality. So you, you, so you cannot ignore the market. But before you get the money and the profit, you have to have the creative fuel to make that happen, of course. Um, you know, you can't just say, here's the money and, no, and have the money thrown at you, create a story, you know, you, you, the other you, way around. You need to be resilient, but eventually it's important that the community gets paid because I'm sure you've heard this many stories of advertisers, I'm not going to name companies, but sponsors and advertisers who reach out to disabled uh, talents or athletes and tell them, oh, can we feature you in your, our commercial? We have $50 or we don't have budget. We thought it would be good exposure for you, which would be completely insulting with they know it would be insulting with any celebrity or talent, but when it's somebody disabled, it, so many advertisers still think that we should, shouldn't give equal pay. Um, and it's an acting job, it should get paid. And that is where sometimes the money for me has to be talked about as well. It cannot just be representation and stories it needs to be paid the same as we would pay uh, an able-bodied screenwriter or a white guy for the job. Yes. Money creates the job, which creates more opportunities to grow and open up and the confidence to have people in the field, celebrities, writers, directors, filmmakers, not just the storyteller, it just opens up a wide variety for the job in itself. <clears throat> so you are right that um, without the money, there, there is no job available, but it does start there. And you've experienced um, before Baby Driver, I've seen on your IMDB that you were typecast a lot you played in a lot of the series that I catch on TV and many times it was as a homeless guy. How does one feel when that happens the first time and then repeatedly? I was just freaking sick and tired of that. I told my agent, stop. I want to audition. I don't want to be typecasted again. Um, I, I don't want to be the same homeless person I, enough, enough of that. Um, it's dangerous. I don't want that. I want to be a lead role, co-star, period. Cast me in that. <clears throat> so my agent was aware of that and put a stop to it. So um, I was in, you know, a, a small minor speaking role or signing role. No. Uh, I told my agent, enough. Nope. All right, good for you. I, I like that because some people wait for the imagination of others to change about them, but sometimes you have to have the spine to say, no, stop it. I'm not doing it anymore. I don't care if the money stops coming in. I want something else. 
That's right. Doing something else. That's right. <clears throat> if I kept taking on those roles, I would always be looked upon as not an, as an insignificant actor. And that's one of the things I was afraid of. So that's why I was able to break through in this uh, movie. <clears throat> and I made inroads with CAA. Um, and now they're considering me to be a possible client with CAA. And I'll have more room to audition for other lead roles or you know i'll be able to do uh several pitch decks so i have 15 um scripts possible pitch decks that i can give out you know pitch to um contacts with that involve myself or other star or other stars or shows that i can direct and that's the focus so if caa sees that um other uh, networks see that that'll be another breakthrough for me and that'll be part of my potential and skills um, i don't want my skills and potential to be wasted i work so hard <clears throat> and my experiences that i can share this is where i could be universally useful and pass this on to other folks so that they say hey if cj could do all this i can too with that in mind, what do you think of Netflix's uh, commitment of $100 million, I think it's, it was, to produce uh, new content with lead roles of uh, people with disability? Did, what, what did you think of that? Yes, I heard about that. Uh, my thoughts are like, it's about time. But I'm hoping <clears throat> that they will have several disabled folks, deaf and hard of hearing folks, as consultants as well, because my concern is Netflix, you know, they pull these hearing actors and they become, or they hire producers. And, you know, with me and Sign World Studios, we, we work with people above and below the line. We have disabled people that can direct, that can write, that can do the film piece. You know, uh, we don't want hearing producers and having these disabled folks behind the camera showing, you know, this is the work of disabled people. See, no, 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 no. We want to be in front of the camera, uh, above the line and, and below the line work. Yes, but that's, what's, that's what my studio company is doing, contracting with producers, executive producers, so that we partner together and we provide good consultation for quality entertainment. And that's a concern that I have with Netflix. Will they do that? Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And if anybody at Netflix is uh, watching this, they can call you. That's, I hope so. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and it would be a credit to you, Pascal. <laughs> it would be a credit to calm and luck. It goes back to what you said earlier how did that casting director remember me 10 years later? I've had many moments like this when I do an interview or I do a conference day at all, and I'm like, is there even anybody caring in the audience? And then a year later, you hear somebody you admire telling you, oh, I saw this and I liked it. And you're like, oh, it was worth it. And you are proof of that because a casting director liked you and 10 years later remembered you 
and you did Baby Driver. And that's what I tell to many young people. You work on something and you want it now, but if it's not now, put it in your drawer. And when luck meets, uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So the opportunity might come in 10 years, but if you have the script in your drawer, you can dust it off and send it to them. <laughs> yes, yes, beautifully said. I could not explain it even further. That was so well said. Showing your work in the preparation, that will make a mark and that will make an impression on somebody. <clears throat> Once that opportunity arises, it all falls into place. Also having the right attitude, having the right mindset, motivation, and seeing that you're still persevering after all these years, you're not sitting back waiting and hoping and you know, um, wiping off the cobwebs that you're building up just by sitting there. No, 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 you're, hey, you're contacting people, networking and you know, hey, I'm still here, I'm doing this and Opportunity knocks, the connection's made. Right. And talking about uh, great creative opportunities, can you tell us anything about what you're doing on Avatar 2 without James Cameron shooting me in the head? Yes, I'd be happy to explain and elaborate briefly here. Um, so you can watch the movie... <laughs> <laughs> when it comes out. <laughs> but um, I'm happy to explain that I was very fortunate to meet James Cameron um, for the specific job of developing a sign language called Navi. Um, I was the creator of over 350 signs for Avatar 2. <clears throat> and three, I believe. So it was an honor. And he immediately hired me on the spot. Um, he gave me a, quote, audition. Uh, you know, I explained my position and my experience working and teaching ASL in the high school American Sign Language. So I gave him my experience and um, knowledge of the language of American Sign Language and my vision. James loved it. And, you know, within 20 minutes, he was like, CJ, I'd like, you ha like to have you on board. You're hired. And I was like, what? On board? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was just all smiles. I've been working How with fast? him for the past two years. How fast did your heart beat? Amazing. Oh. At, at first, I was like, whoa, my heart rate was going so fast. But now it's like, ah, oh. I'm like, hey, I, I, my passion's there. He respects it. My motivation's there. Um, loves my uh, input and my creativity and what he can take advantage of for the film. And he said, quote, I love your energy, end quote. He said that. And I agree with him. that's what won his heart. That is what won his heart. I, I agree with him. You are, you, you are quite a character uh, and very energetic. Thank you. I got that from my mom. <laughs> so, but, so the sign language, so it's a little bit like Navi is to sign language what Dothraki 
is for Game of Thrones fans. In it's that language that you imagined, right? Yes, yes. It's it's a different language. I had to create a language um, that was unlike any other language on earth. <clears throat> As you know, there's about 200 Two sign languages all over the globe from deaf people. Yes, actually, actually, that's when I, that's one of the first thing I told you. I, I, a year ago, I thought, oh, I'd love to learn sign language. And I started picking up a few words like empowered. And, and then I got completely burned out and lost my... I, I, I lost my willpower uh, and got lazy about it when I discovered there are like 2,000 or 200 different sign languages. There is French sign language, there is American sign language, there is UK French language, Spanish French language. And I, and I gave up. And so what you're creating is like simplified Esperanto for, for the cinema and for the universe, which I love. Maybe that's the one I should learn. Yes. Yes, sign up. Sign <laughs> up onto our club. You'll learn a lot about Navi. No one can understand it. Just us, Navi people. <laughs> special people. <laughs> I want to be special too. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, you'll have to go through rigid training and learn. And once you pass, welcome aboard. You'll learn 350 signs, all Navi signs. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're running out of time, CJ. But as always, although it was a short time and we've had technical problems that made it shorter, as always, your energy made it up, made, made up for it, and you filled the room. And I'm sure uh, my mom and the rest of our audience at home will be uh, really happy about uh, the, the, this video. So thank you so much for showing up today. Uh, I know you're a very, very, very busy man because you're taking off. Uh, um, may karma be with you and let's talk again soon. Thank you. Yes, it was my pleasure and I hope to meet again and maybe we can work on something special. Oh, and by the way, we're working on having an international sign um, Film Festival in 2023. It would be nice to have some sponsorship collaborations with you, um, some videos, um, presentations, bringing people in uh, to build bridges, which I know Big Karma is all about. Yeah, 2023, count on us, we'll be there. Hopefully the pandemic let us travel by then because I'm, I'm getting desperate about this. Yes, please, please. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for translating today, Gary. But but at the same time, this pandemic had make made us more knowledgeable and closer to be being creative. Um, so hopefully we'll just be blooming like flowers once this is over, we'll take off. Yes. Thank you. As, as I was going into with Dr. Brett last time. The pandemic showed the whole world what it is like to live like when you are removed the rights to joy and the dignity of risk, which too many people with disability 
are forced to live without the right to joy and without the dignity of risk. That's what the pandemic uh, made us all experience. Yes, that's right. That's right. And as a result of that, they become more sensitive and cherish and respectful of other people like they haven't done before. Yes. Yes. Thank you again. May come with you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, CJ. Have a fantastic day. All right. You too. Thank you.